I'm not. I'm going to try not to talk for too long, which I know is like one of the funniest things I ever say up here. Uh, but I do want to um, hopefully pray for some people and, and uh, provide the opportunity for people to respond uh, for ministry, but also to uh, respond to an invitation to accept Jesus as well. Um, so that's going to be pretty cool. I don't. I've got no idea what's going to happen, but I just want to create that space as part of a, a fundamental part of community and, and starting off this series. So to, to dig into this a little bit, and uh, I'm hoping through what we've got up here, one, you'll understand the basics of this church community thing uh, through the, the different uh, visual medium of doing it that maybe if you uh, don't, don't know how to study the Bible or a, a new Christian or you've uh, been a Christian for a while but you want to see a different way of studying the Bible, maybe in, in some of how this is done, you might get some ideas that then you can go away and uh, kind of copy and paste or, or get your Bible out if you've got a, a, a paper one and to make some notes. Because I'm, I'm a very visual person, so I'm hoping that for the visual people here uh, that might help. It's sort of a, a secondary goal of this morning, aside from the church community theme. So to start off with, they devoted themselves. To, to, to look at devoted Firstly, the they is 3,000 people plus the disciples and the people in the upper room. And it could potentially be a lot more than 3,000 people because often in, in the Bible it might refer to 3,000 men. So then you add the, the women and the children and it could be a lot more. But we'll just stay baseline conservative numbers of 3,000 here. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Something prepared a little earlier. In terms of devoted, <clears throat> devoted means very loving or loyal. And it's got the reference there of he was a devoted husband. Synonyms are loyal and faithful and true, staunch, steadfast, constant, committed, dedicated, devout. So here we've got 3,000 new Christians that they come from uh, the, the Jewish world, Peter had stood up and preached to them, 3,000 converts, and they made themselves steadfast and constant and committed to these four things that we were about to dig into. Loyal, faithful, and true. They just want that in the back of the mind as we look into it. So these 3,000 people were loyal, committed, and true to these fundamental things, which the first one... It's the apostles' teaching. So, which is, is, as I mentioned, is kind of this ironic thing because here you've got fishermen standing up and preaching and espousing the, the word of God and, and what they, they had seen through Jesus and instructing and providing wisdom and guidance to people around them. But this is one of the sort of fu fundamental parts of a, a church community. I'm just going to jump up here just to make note for anyone playing along. So these four things are really key to yeah, community. And we'll dig in the next three or four weeks. And I think Chris is preaching the next couple of weeks and might take more time to sort of dig into each one of these. Might change it up a little bit. But teaching, 
is it's uh, it's bringing the word of God, the Bible, whether you've got it now in a digital form. Back then, they might have had uh, in some paper form. You might have Bible. I saw uh, Loretta up here with their paper Bible. Um, I haven't seen one for a few years, but uh, <laughs> it, st- it still works. Yes. It's very good. I, I like the, uh, the the paper one because I can do stuff like this. I can scribble on and get messy and uh, kind of get interactive with it. Whereas sometimes the digital form, I love the digital form, don't get me wrong, I try not to have any paper on my desk at work. Uh, the only paper I ever really deal with are invoices because I have to print them off to sign them, to pass them on to somebody else to process them. But the desk is clear of paper. I, I like the the digital stuff, but sometimes when you open the app and you're reading, it's just kind of like you've just switched from Facebook or Twitter or the news and then there's the Bible and sometimes it can just be a little kind of disconnected or not this immersive experience. So being able to sort of dig in and uh, highlight and and, uh, understand and pull out and pick out words and dig into them can really bring out extra meaning. And that's what the apostles' teaching was. It was to share the stories of Jesus and how they related to the scriptures they'd grown up with. And then to bring the word of God through the Holy Spirit to the followers, which are now numbering 3,000 people. So they needed a lot of guidance. They needed the Spirit speaking through them. So this was the apostles' teaching. It was to give them wisdom, instruction, an understanding of the word that was there. So that's the first one, is teaching. The second one that they have given themselves to, devoted themselves to, is fellowship. Which, uh, having grown up in a Christian home, I really hate the word fellowship. It's like this kind of, it's the Christian F word that I just really don't like. Uh, it's because for me, it it means what it means is it's powerful. It's uh, hopefully you can read my writing. Fellowship is uh, it's partnership. It's it's gathering together, uh, walking alongside people. It's socialising. Uh, but for me, it sounds like something, and I hope I don't offend anybody. That's just a few decades old, and it, it, it's kind of. Now we, we use words like connect, uh, socialise, and, and things like that. Uh, so to, to dig into, I also pulled out this definition so I don't have to look it up while I'm talking to you, is friendly association, especially with people who share one's interests. And uh, in Philippians, there's a lot sort of about fellowship and themes that are shared through there, and it is fellowship and the word and the concept is talking about sharing and partnership. So the disciples, the 3,000 followed them. There's also companionship here, sociability, comradeship, camaraderie, friendship, mutual support, mutual respect. So they devoted themselves to fellowship. So they were committed. They, they pursued this thing. It wasn't just something that they would turn up to church turn up to a meeting, kind of walk in, do their duty, lift their hands, clap at the right spots, laugh at all the preacher's jokes, 
Hey, George, thank you. And then leave. Fellowship was something they were committed to. They devoted themselves to because it takes work to build relationships, to connect with people. I know that more than most people because I know you might think I'm fantastically, like, you know, I do stuff up on stage, but I, I am an introvert. You probably, if you know me well enough, you probably, it doesn't take you long to, to figure that out. So I have to work to connect with people because I'm very, very comfortable sitting at the back on the computer doing something or doing some task while everyone else does the talking. That's my comfortable spot. My comfortable spot is to do what Dano was doing, kind of like Jack, you know, rocking out on the acoustic guitar because the people are out there. I could stay up here and I don't have to talk to them. I, I love I love you all. Hear me out. Because we lead a connect group and when we do that, I have to make sure I actively devote myself and pay attention to the art of connecting with people. And we all should in some way. Whether you're a sanguine, outgoing person and might come naturally or to the majority of people who aren't sanguine, devote yourselves to connection and to fellowship. The, the next one that they devoted themselves was to the breaking of bread. You might think that sounds physically quite an easy thing to do. But it is. What, what, what it's talking about here, and I'm just going to, because it's short, it's right, bread. It's talking about communion. But it's not just communion as what we might know in the Christian tradition of the bread and the wine. Bread representing the body of Christ, the wine representing the blood of Christ. Spilt on the cross, Jesus died on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins, that he was the sacrifice, he was the blood spilt, so ours didn't have to be spilt. It's also talking about the breaking of bread here is meals with people. So it says further on in the passage that they, these 3,000 people, Further, uh, further down here, they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. So it wasn't just that they went through this, uh, this ritual or this tradition because it was a brand new thing. It had only existed for one and a half months uh, in, in terms of they had the Passover meal for it was their tradition, but in terms of what Jesus did before he went to the cross, communion was a new thing, but it wasn't just, it, it came from the Passover meal where it wasn't just bread and wine, it was a feast. They, they would have, so people would come into the home and that's why we, we try and bring food into every situation in church. Because we break bread, we, when, when you share a meal, when you share food with people, it opens up and makes the fellowship part a whole lot easier. So connect group. Our connect group is notoriously overcated and it's fantastic. <laughs> Particularly if you're hosting, you get leftovers. Sorry, did I say that out loud? <laughs> I'm, I say things that my wife will get me in trouble for later. But uh, we, we, bring, we bring food together. Everybody brings what, what they can. So, some can't, uh, some, some bring extra. And then we, we share 
Sometimes we eat at the start, and a lot of times we eat at the end with tea and coffee. Sometimes we change it up and we'll do a meal. We had, uh, in our house yesterday, for, for lunch, we had the, the kids' leadership team, uh, the, kind of the, the ones driving the program uh, that, that run the, the Sunday program throughout the year. We had lunch, and we talked about what we were planning for the remainder, the, the remainder of the year. As uh, on Wednesday night, we had connect leaders in our house and we, we had a meal together. We had chicken and chips and salad and uh, we, we shared some stories. We talked, we encouraged each other and then we uh, went and watched something and had a discussion. It's so important to break bread with people, to share stories. Tomorrow we are catching up with the family in the church and we're going somewhere else. It's not into a home, but we're going to break bread of the burger type. My favourite. But you join together and, and something happens. There's an exchange of conversation and relationship that happens when you break bread with people. So I encourage you, if you, if you haven't to done it recently, uh, to invite somebody over for coffee, for dinner, for lunch, and just take a step, gather two or three people. It's, uh, and it happens a lot. I, I see photos of it on Facebook. I know it happens in the young adults and, and uh, other connect groups. And, and it's not always a connect group. It just happens organically. People are connecting across generations. But if, if it's not something you've done before, recently or before, take a step, invite a few people over. Or go, go somewhere um, neutral if... if not sure about having, you know, you, you fret about having your house tidy enough or something like that. Just, just start, start with coffee. Start, start with something. And if, if you get an invitation, so the two things I'm going to say, don't be prideful because I've suggested it to not do it. Take, take the prompting and take a step to, to do that breaking of bread, to create that fellowship, devote yourself to, to building that connection. And if you get that invitation, you're not allowed to think that they've invited you just because I've suggested it from up here. <laughs> because you never know, maybe that person walked into church this morning going, I'm going to talk to that person after church and invite them over for lunch after church. So, so what if somebody asks you something because somebody was prompted from the stage? Just roll with it. Cool. It's like, it's just, just roll with it. It's cool. Because maybe they had the idea, maybe they didn't. Don't ask. Just roll with it and it'll be fun. It's cool. So they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Prayer is very, very important. I can count almost right different number there. So they devoted themselves to these things, to prayer. In a church community, it's fundamental to devote ourselves to prayer. We have numerous occasions through our church life of prayer. And I want to encourage you this morning, encourage us, uh, there, might, there may be situations that you're not aware of uh, <clears throat> or opportunities to pray, but to, to let you know some of the ones that do exist and to encourage or challenge you to take a step to join in with those. 
because we, we believe here, and C3 is part of this church community, that prayer is like it's the engine room or it's the fuel uh, that is behind and drives everything. This Sunday service has, uh, off the top of my head, two prayer meetings that happen on the Sunday to, to make this, just what happens in this room, uh, happen. The first one is the worship team. Uh, it started off just being the worship team, but then we started gathering the production people together because people driving the lights and the screens are just as important as the worship leader up on the stage, creating this experience where we worship to give us an atmosphere where we can focus on God and not be sort of distracted by what's behind the curtains and what the curtains are covering up. Now you're thinking about what's behind them, but I'm not going to show you. So, so we... You know, plug things in and make sure everything's working. And then before the rehearsal, we gather together and pray. Now, sometimes it's only two or three minutes, maybe four, five. But we just come together, we dedicate that time, we focus and go, God, our attention is on you. The, the worship team one might be slightly more spiritual because it's probably on mute. Yes, it's on mute, and I don't know the buttons to press. But because we, well, when I say spiritual, I was being tongue-in-cheek. Because we, we have the, the bells and whistles and, and the music director there, so we have a bit of keyboard behind what we're praying. But you, you don't need that. You can pray anyway. It's just, it's just how we roll because it is there, so we, so we do it. So we gather together. This morning there were five of us. Sometimes when the whole band's here, there might be ten. We gather Two or three minutes, just pray, God, this time is for you. Holy Spirit, come this morning. People be blessed by your presence. You come and move and, and, and we, we, we come before your throne. And whichever sort of word or, or people are feeling for that morning, we, we shake off the things, we leave the things of the week behind and, and we, we lift them off and we focus in on what we're about to do as a team. Them at, correct me if I'm wrong, 940 9.40 in the back room. Uh, you might not be aware of this one, but this is an open invitation for anybody to come along. This is the main prayer meeting that happens for our church service. So it has people from our hospitality, people from the worship team, people from uh, every other team. It's just whoever is not actively on a spot at that time is open to come and join in prayer. So maybe you're on... Uh, greeting on the door, or maybe you're doing something across the road in the cafe and the ministry centre. On the weeks you're not at, on a station at that point, come and join us for prayer. This is where all the things that happen in this room, the, the worship, the ministry, people receiving from God, it starts in the back room. It starts with the prayer. It starts with the engine room, the faithful prayer warriors gathering together and praying up a storm, and it's for five minutes. The prayer meeting lasts five minutes. That's pretty cool. And, and, and David leads, leads that one fantastically. We do have some music with that one too, if you like music and prayer meetings together. But it, it's short, sharp, it's powerful, it's five minutes, it's dedicating this morning, this time to God, it's praying for the people that are coming into the doors, for the visitors. It's declaring... Uh, God's word, God's truth, God's power over what's about to happen and asking for his favour to come in the morning. 
So the, the disciples, the faithful, are devoting themselves to prayer. Once a month on a Wednesday night, we have prayer and worship. It's a prayer and worship service. Starts at 7.30. The next one, I think, is in a week and a half, if my calendar is correct. 7.30, we come and we, we worship. There's a couple of songs, and then so it's like two songs of worship can change up a little bit, and then we pray for the remaining 30, 40, 45 minutes. We pray for different ministries in the church. We pray for Norwood. We pray for Adelaide. We pray for the state. We pray for things that are happening uh, at, at the time and whatever season we're in at the church. And for, for that one, we get I don't know, 20, 30 people, and we'd love to see more because it's not just a thing where only, only leaders go. It's the thing where everybody is invited and prayer is so key to the, the driving of the church, to seeing God move in our suburb, to, to, to cool down heaven, to, to see f uh, faith rise in people. Because so often on a Wednesday night, it, it, things have happened at work and there's so many reasons to not turn up. There's so many reasons to, uh, to just go, oh, I'll just, I'll just do it on Sunday. We, we have to, uh, Carmen and I have to actively sort of plan this because with three kids under five, uh, we, have, we take turns. But we, we do what we can to, to make it work. So if I'm playing guitar, then I'll go, obviously. Carmen's not going to do that for me. Uh, and, then, and then Carmen will go the, ne the next month and we'll change that up. But we do what we can to get somebody from our family there so we're part of the unity and part of what is happening and we're contributing in prayer, and the mere fact that somebody from our family turns up and somebody from your family turns up and somebody from your family turns up, walk in and it builds faith by the fact all these families are represented and we join together in prayer together for the church, for our leaders, for our neighbourhood, for our city, for our state. We devote ourselves to prayer. On a Friday morning, another prayer meeting, thinking this is, this is all a bit silly. I thought we only had one prayer meeting. There's many uh, prayer opportunities that happen. Friday morning, we have men's prayer, 6.30, 20 minutes of prayer, 6.30 to 6.50, followed by coffee. Sound like a good deal? Yeah. I don't like coffee, but I still go because I like the prayer. Uh, so 6.30 in the ministry center across the road, 20 minutes, we come together, we pray, we encourage each other. Every week's different. Uh, sometimes we pray for specific things or a specific, uh, around a specific verse. On Friday, we spent time as men uh, praying an encouraging word over each other. Everybody that was there got sort of a blessing or a, an encouraging word or maybe a picture or a prophecy. Just in 20 minutes, well, that one went slightly over because I was running it. <laughs> Seems to be how things go. <laughs> Not this morning. <clears throat> uh, but we, we come together and we dedicate and go, as men of the church, we're going to pray. We're going to seek God for our families. We're going to seek God for our church. We're going to stand. We're going to stand up. We're going to declare the word of truth over our neighborhood. And we're going to join together in unity. And again, as different men turn up, it builds faith in the others that are there. And we... It's an engine room 
of prayer for the church. Then our connect groups. As far as I know, all the connect groups pray at one stage or another. It might be a short prayer at the start. It might be a long prayer at the end. It might be a long prayer at the start. But we make it a fundamental thing that we pray in connect groups. So now we're up. We had four prayer meetings. They're the connect groups, and I'm not good at maths, but we'll just say it's kind of like eight to ten somewhere. Prayer meetings happening. And a recent thing, we've been thinking about prayer, and we're at National Conference a few weeks ago, and collectively as a team, we had you know, 14, 15 of us there. We were hearing stories and inspired by what other churches were doing in terms of prayer. We, we want to gra- grab a hold of this and, uh, and, and how can we bring more prayer in and, and th- thinking of stories. And when I was at church in Sydney, uh, we, we used to have prayer in, in every team. And this is something that we're uh, encouraging uh, every team that's volunteering to uh, on a Sunday or any time of the week to, to bring prayer as a key part of, if not already, is a key part of what happens in the activities of that team. So uh, back when I was in Sydney, we, we would do prayer for teams that you'd think wouldn't need prayer. We were on the car parking team. We would gather, uh, there were a few hundred cars that might come in for the service. There might be four or five of us there on the car parking team in high-vis vests and kind of flashing things and batons and and we used to do all this sort of stuff, make a bit of fun, and um, yeah, it was it was good. I had fun. I had fun in my twenties. But we would gather before we would in one of two ways. We'd either gather together on the side of the car park, three or four guys or girls, and uh, sometimes more, depending on if there was an event. Uh, and we would just gather and pray, just for one minute, because prayer is so important to everything that happens in the church. And it, it wasn't overly spiritual. We didn't go, right, no, wait, we don't have the keyboard. We can't, we, we, can't, we can't do this. We can't get the atmospheric music in the key of G, so we, no, we, can't, we can't have a prayer meeting. You don't, you don't need that. If you've got it, it's great. Set up the atmosphere in our connect groups. I'm always trying to get the music, the right sort of song and the right sort of volume. Sometimes I don't get it right. But you know, if we can get it there, it's cool. It's just... And people kind of takes their focus off the awkward silence and they just kind of just go for it. Because it's like when you've got conversation in a room and background music, sometimes people tell me to turn the music down, but I've got it at a volume that's intentional because when you have music that's kind of at this volume, you have to elevate yourself over the music, then you're bringing your personality into it a bit more and you animate yourself and the conversation lifts. So sometimes, if you've got the music, sorry, side note, I get sidetracked. But you can do that. There's just simple things. If if your prayer meetings, if your connect groups are quiet, turn the music up. It's highly spiritual to turn the music up. But you see what happens. People have to lift to pray over the top of it, and and you take the lead with that. But back to the car park, sometimes it's wet, sometimes it's boiling hot. Four or five of us, we would just pray, God, I pray that as everybody comes into, into the property, that they, they leave the things of the week behind them, that they see smiling faces, they're encouraged, they feel your presence when they drive onto the property. Uh, we pray for safety, 
that there are no accidents, that everything works and functions, uh, all the communications work, and everybody is blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. And then everyone goes to their posts. Sometimes it happens over the walkie-talkies. We go, right, everybody in position, cool. Go, Dave, can you pray for the team now? And, yep, no worries. <laughs> it doesn't have to be, like, you know, perfectly in a room. We just pray. Every team would just pray. So I encourage, uh, and it's something that you, you might see, and Chris and Vicky mentioned in our leaders' meeting, that follows the prayer and worship uh, service, that we want to see more prayer through the team. So maybe you're on a coffee team, maybe you're on hospitality or uh, deaconing or, or service hosting. You just As the team gathers at your allotted time, and we were talking to the kids' team about this yesterday, it doesn't matter who's in the room, at 9.30, we're going to pray. might just be for a minute, but we're just going to declare that God's goodness over what's going to happen on a Sunday morning with the kids, that whatever uh, the, the kids are going through, that they come in and they feel blessed, they feel loved, they feel the presence of God, and they get a touch from heaven, and they need, if they need encouragement, they get it. What, whatever the prayer might be, gather the team together, it's unity, it's prayer, it's agreeance, and we move on. So it might be coffee, something hospitality or food related. You're the ones we love because it's food and coffee. But as, as they gather a team, God, we just pray that people are blessed, that the, the new people that come in, they, 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 they love what we're doing. We, we're committed to this and we pray that they are blessed by our actions, by the gift of our hands and our training and all the preparation time that goes before it. God, we pray. Uh, for an amazing morning in the cafe this morning. Done. See, it, it brings focus, it brings unity, it brings everyone in just for that moment. So we, we work with the kids team to go, doesn't matter who's in the room, what's going on, how far through prepared in the, in the meeting, uh, for the meeting you are, just pray. Just pray, even if it's for a minute, just bring that focus in. So they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to breaking of bread, and to prayer. See, these things have got teaching, fellowship, bread, and prayer. See, the teaching is bringing the word of God down from heaven for the people. Prayer is lifting our words up to heaven to declare, to, to seek God. And then fellowship and, and the breaking of bread are connecting with each other. You might see a nice little picture in there of the cross. This is a, a representation of what Jesus came on earth to do. He came to bring heaven to earth so that we may connect with each other. It's the, it's the cross there. So it's, they devoted themselves to teaching, to fellowship, to breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common, their sole property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God, enjoying the favour of all the people. The Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. This here is... 
it's kind of the core, it's the, the base of church community. This is where it started. This is the origin story of church and the community that we see around us. And this is where we come back to and make sure we have these fundamentals in our church community. Okay, the next verse there, which often can get missed, or you might kind of, okay, teaching, we've got prayer, we hang out with each other, we, we eat together, cool, we've got a great community. Sometimes we can forget what I mentioned at the start, it came after Pentecost, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. 3,000 added to their number. And then everyone was filled with awe here of the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. These things happen as a result of church community. And we're a community here that believes in signs and wonders and, and prayer for people. So, and in a moment, we're going to open up for some, some prayer as well. So I'm sure there's some prayer needs uh, here this morning. Tano, uh, can I please ask you to come play guitar? Jordan, have a break. But what we have here, it's a nice little picture of a church. This is the extent of my drawing ability. <laughs> yes. My art teacher in high school described my style as Germanic. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I'm pretty sure it wasn't overly positive. But uh, firstly, I want to provide an opportunity for people to respond to Jesus. To mention before the, the cross, Jesus came down, he was sent, sent to uh, earth so that we may have access to heaven. And then so what we do from there is we connect with each other. But uh, I just wonder if the people in this room that haven't had that encounter and that relationship with Jesus. And in a moment, I'm going to provide the opportunity to respond, to, to raise your hand and and then as a room, we will pray together. And then after the service, somebody could come and speak with you and to help you with that decision, to understand that decision and to uh, take first steps in that walk with Jesus. Uh, maybe you've done that before and it's been a while and things have happened and, and you feel like you need to recommit to ask Jesus back, to seek the forgiveness of sins, to have that access to heaven. So I just ask everybody in this room to please close your eyes. And if you haven't responded to Jesus before, but you want to step into that relationship with him, or you have done that before and you need to recommit, I just ask you to raise your hand nice and high and I'll acknowledge your hand and then as a group we'll pray together. Is anybody here this morning? Anybody at all, just wait another couple of moments. Cool, ask everybody to stand with me, please. Let's turn this place into a prayer meeting and let's pray for our family, let's pray for our colleagues, the ones that don't know Jesus, the ones that we can invite for next week the ones who need to hear the word, the ones that Jesus placed on our hearts, the, the plus one people we're praying that will come a step closer to Jesus this morning.
church community. As Josh said last week, it's the beauty of the church. The disciples and the 3,000 devoted themselves to teaching, to fellowship, to breaking bread, to prayer. Just encourage you this week to reflect on these four things and maybe just focus on one of them and just see how, how you can devote yourself to, to one of these all the more this week whether it be teaching and understanding the word, spending more time reading and understanding and talking to people about it, to fellowship, to connecting with people, to building a relationship, to breaking a bread, the two, the two are very closely connected, and to prayer. Maybe it's uh, coming to men's prayer if you're a man, if it's coming at 9.40 next Sunday to pray for the service if you're not, like volunteering at a particular station at the time. Everybody's welcome. It's just in the back room. Maybe it's coming to the Wednesday prayer and worship service. Maybe it's some other prayer opportunity or you're volunteering in another team. Just to go, even if our leader's not here, come on team, we're here. Let's pray for the people we're about to bless through our actions this morning for everybody that's coming through.